Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Holistic Health Hour with me, Certified Holistic Life Strategies Coach, Aleka Thorvalson. This is a show that looks at health in a whole new way. So what that means is we look at health and wellness from a mind, body, spirit, and soul perspective. And it really is my intention to create a new kind of dialogue about our health, about our bodies, about our lives, about our relationships that empower us to make real changes from the inside out. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening as always. In the last show, I spoke a bit about astrology in general, and in this show, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the topic. So this is a continuation from that show. In the first show, I dispelled some of the myths, bringing astrology from the back rooms of fortune-telling premonitions really to the forefront of healing and health and living an inspired and purposeful life. And I explained how astrology truly is a holistic science and how it can be utilized as a real tool to make sense of our complex inner world where our essence meets physicality and where our soul meets our physical body. So that was last show. And you are welcome to listen to it. I have it archived on my site, alekasky.com. If you go under the Media and Resources tab there, all of my shows are archived. You can also find it at Blog Talk Radio under Mind, Body, Spirit, You. All of our shows from Mind, Body, Spirit, You are archived there. So this week, we're going to get a little more specific, and we're going to play a bit with our sun signs and see just what our sun signs tell us about ourselves and our lives. And before I go on, you may be asking, well, what's my sun sign? Another way of saying that is, what's your sign? So it's the answer to the question, what's your sign? Now, astrologically, what it means is the location of the sun on the day you were born. The location of the sun within a specific sign. That sign becomes your sun sign. So you could be a Virgo, a Pisces, a Sagittarius, a Scorpio, right? You get the drill. And I do want to preface this show tonight by saying that looking at your sun sign is only one small aspect of who you are. It's an important aspect of who you are and really what you're becoming. We're going to talk about that. But it's definitely not the whole picture. And to really get a sense and understand the whole picture, you really need to look at your whole chart. And if you want to do that, you can certainly contact me Go to my website, alekasky.com, under the Astrology tab. I have a lot of information describing more about the different readings and services that I offer. You can certainly contact me via my website as well for any questions or to set up a reading. 
Okay, so I wanted to sort of lay that out before I move on because although the sun is an important part of who we are, you really have to look at the entire chart in context to everything else to get a really clear picture. But we're going to start with the sun, and it's fun to really get a sense, play around with astrology some, and just to, so you can get a taste of the kind of astrology that I do and how it can be meaningful. Let's start with this. Thinking astrologically is about thinking symbolically to some extent. And so think about what the sun means in our solar system. It's the center. It radiates light. It's our energy source. It's big. It's obvious. All the other planets revolve around it. So you get the picture? The placement of the sun in our individual astrology charts also represents our unique path of self-expression and self-realization. It is where we are being called to shine. It's bringing sunlight to a place that we're here to realize and grow into. It's, you know, remember, I've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it here. Good astrology, at least in, in my biased opinion, is less about describing a fixed fate and more about really revealing a roadmap of, of possibilities that can lead us to a more authentic expression of ourselves. Good astrology understands the relationship between fate, what we're given, and destiny, how we play out the cards that we're given. So it brings in the concept of choice and free will. If we understand it from that perspective, our sun sign does not necessarily represent who we are, but rather it presents us with the evolutionary potential of who we are being called to become. In that way, I wouldn't say that you are Libra. What you're doing is you're experiencing the world through, through the lens of Libra, learning Libra lessons. Really, you are discovering what it means to be a Libra and what the energy of Libra is all about. We are Libra-ing if you're a Libra. And you're Scorpio-ing if you're a Scorpio. So if you're a Libra, what that means is you're learning about yourself through the curriculum of partnership. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because I'm going to go through each sign individually in this show tonight. Continuing with that, what it means is you're learning through the curriculum of partnership and you have been gifted the gifts of Libra to utilize and to explore this curriculum to the best of your ability, experiencing certain things to help you on your path of self-realization. And then when fear is triggered, then you're going to, you might react in Libra ways so you can heal and transform that energy to empower you forward. Where we are on this journey of self-discovery and just how we embody and express our sun sign selves depends on many factors. As I speak today, maybe you'll be able to track where you are on your journey. So maybe you're going to be really brilliantly radiating your sun sign light, which is the highest form of self-expression. You may find that you're more in the shadow of your sun sign. So maybe this is a call for introspection and contemplation and growth. So some healing is called for. So wherever you are on the spectrum, light and shadow, it's all about finding that dance of balance. 
Either way, life becomes an opportunity to practice bringing balance to the spectrum of our expressions, light or shadow, learning from each, learning and growing from our fear reactions and embracing our gifts to grow and evolve. So that's a little bit of background in what your son means. And it's, again, I could spend, as I've said, a weekend talking about the sun. And when I do classes and I offer instruction, I, I do do that. We spend quite a bit of time focusing in on each planet, each sign, and what that language is together. Today, I just wanted to give you that little insight so you can understand that this, your sun is a path that you're evolving into with gifts and resources and shadow elements, all to help you along your path. Okay, so with that, let's just dive in because I believe I'm probably going to have a lot to say about each sign and we'll see. I have to be brief. It's hard when I start talking astrology because there's so very much to talk about and I, I enjoy it so much. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll be, wherever it is, it'll be fine. We're going to start with the sun in Aries because it's the first sign of the zodiac. And the Aries purpose is to claim the courage to assert who they are and then to act from this knowing. Aries is a reflection of spring, which is the season it represents. Aries starts March 21st and it goes to April 19th. If you think about that symbolically, this is where life emerges from the dormancy of winter. It springs forth. Aries are really the archetypal warriors and pioneers of the zodiac. And they're really here to assert their presence in the world. So if you have Aries energy, you have this within you too, this warrior or pioneer archetype. You know, think of springtime pushing its way through the soil. Aries are, are really claiming existence. Therefore, there is a curriculum of conflict for the Aries sun, something that they need to understand and embrace. What that means is they are gifted plenty of opportunities to learn through friction. So they will often experience forces pushing against one another, instigating this energy of creation, fueling the fire of inception to assist them in becoming this vessel for honest self-expression and individuation, something that they're here to claim. Aries might see the world as a battle to fight. And this is part of the Aries mindset that allows them to grow and learn. So they have the software of perseverance and instinct and drive and tenacity and passion and intensity downloaded into the airy system that they're entering the world with. And they're really here to realize and embrace these gifts by using them to define and redefine who they are, often through the alchemy of anger and conscious conflict. And we know because I've done shows on this, so you can go back and listen to the show I did on conflict and the gift of anger. Because conflict and anger, when used with clear intent, can be a real tool for assertion and for further defining the self. And this is the Aries journey to really claim and understand and navigate and utilize the gifts 
of conflict and anger to allow them to grow. So in this way, the Aries journey is more about self-discovery and less about being right. Yet, when fear sets in and the imbalance is shown and defense shows up, then aggressiveness and righteousness and control and selfishness and hostility can emerge, which reveals the shadow of Aries energy. And this is where being right supersedes being authentic, something that the Aries really have to learn to navigate through, allowing their shadow to lead them to light. Aries has the gift of life, the gift of initiation, remember spring, the, the gift of beginning, the energy of creation, which is a powerful and profound contract actually. It really is their purpose to define and express who they are by being conscious on just how they channel the energy of creation, of passion, harnessing their will. So it moves into a place of desired direction. The cliche where attention goes, energy flows come to mind here. That is something that the Aries are really working with. Because clear Aries energy has the power to make big changes, burning away what is no longer serving to initiate and create new possibilities. So when they're able to really claim this energy in an inspired and clear way, they have then the power to inspire all of us, giving us and firing us up with the example that we too have the same power of initiation and change within us. So that's Aries. Oh, I did that pretty quickly. <laughs> all right, Sun and Taurus. I can't promise all the sides are going to go that well. Um, Sun and Taurus. So after this initiating energy of Aries, then we're asked to settle down back to Earth. Because on a path of self-realization, we are not here to only claim existence, but we actually have to stay in existence by meeting our survival needs. So the astrological sign of Taurus, represented by the bull, is certainly associated with agriculture, money, banking, real estate, and property, or all matters dealing with ownership, which really provide permanence and security. Yet there's a softer side to Taurus energy as well that wants to slow down and appreciate the beauty all around them which is another layer of security and safety. So the purpose of the Taurus sun is to navigate the world of safety and security, unearthing and aligning with what is of personal value to hopefully obtain a sense of peace and security. The journey then, like all journeys of becoming, is packed with plenty of opportunities to practice this. So what that means is Taurus terrain may be laden with situations that challenge them to claim what they value in the midst of conflicting values. Perhaps they experience being confronted by people in situations where they're called to really own and claim what they know to be true and safe for them. 
perhaps even going against the grain of what others might think. The curriculum can look many ways, depending on the journey, of course. So perhaps the Taurus is confronted to claim peace in the midst of chaos or security in the midst of scarcity, things that the Taurus sons may have to experience. They have been gifted, though, the, the gifts of patience, persistence, stability, dependability, and even sensuality, practicality. Taurus sons are meant to be grounded. Why? Because that's where real safety is. In fact, I think there's no other sign closer to the earth than Taurus. This connection is vital for them. So if you're a Taurus sun, listen in. The connection to the earth is intended to be utilized and channeled. Why? Because security in the external world is never guaranteed. And external things can never define self-worth. Realizing this, understanding this, is on the itinerary for the Tara Sun. Because when pushed out of their comfort zone, if they start to feel unsafe, then they can fall into a fear reaction and then become rigid, stubbornly holding on tightly to any semblance of what has been deemed safe. So whether it is an idea or a thing, this holding on has the ability to shrink their world down to size. So they are not truly thriving or growing anymore, but just surviving perhaps even brooding with the resentment of a victim consciousness. Why do bad things always happen to me? So the Taurus quest really asks them to go deeper, seeking personal value, worth, and security from within, not without. In a way, emulating and trusting the harmonic cycles of nature that they connect with so well, you know, the moon never doubts that the sun will rise. So the Taurus sun can really claim the peace, safety, and wholeness that they so long for. But they must do that with clear intent and inner focus. Because when they do that, there is no need to blindly reassure with external possessions and comforts. This need to get more and more and more stuff. Ultimately, the Taurian needs to discover their truest and deepest and highest values, which then ground them in their own truth. And then they become balanced beacons of peace and security, finding the peace and security that they have been so desiring, no matter what the external storm around them. All right, moving on to Gemini. Yes. After this inward focus of Taurus, we are now asked to explore the mind, and that's where we enter Gemini energy. These are the archetypal students of the zodiacs. Gemini's driving force is curiosity. And really, they are here to explore and utilize that curiosity as a dynamic, energizing force pro propelling them on many, many winding paths of learning. 
Because if you're a Gemini, you know this. Or if you know a Gemini, you know this. The Gemini path is rarely straight and narrow. Because that would be boring. And their minds don't work like that. The Gemini mindset creates a network-like a network-like energy, almost like the Internet, where one thing leads to another and to another and to another, creating this sort of zigzaggy path of forward motion. So gifted with intelligence and perceptivity, they're adaptable, and they have lightning-fast mind synapses. Their minds are on warp speed, and they can be 10 steps ahead before we muggles have time to answer the question. Because the purpose of their journey is to un really understand and utilize this connection of the mind. And if you know a Gemini and you've conversed with one lately, you know what I'm talking about. Their mind goes fast. And they're here to really grasp and utilize that energy. And, of course, what that means for the Gemini then is really understanding the limits of the mind as well as the gifts. For the thinking mind, as we know, can be a great tool for expansion and connection. And it can also be a powerful weapon of destruction. Because words have immense power. And they can hurt or they can heal. Now this is true whether we say them out loud to another person or we say them to ourselves. So the high destiny of the Gemini quest, then, is to really realize, understand this fact, and then work to have a clear, loving intent. Perceiving, expanding, and growing, using the art of communication to build as a tool for creation. The Gemini learning is to really recognize that change, logic, learning, are great tools for expansion, but without balanced focus, their vision can become laser-like, where you almost put the blinders on. So the Geminis have no ability to see anything else outside the range of focus. It's almost like the, that ADD hyper-focus. So Geminis are here to really keep the vision open, because in truth, solutions are best found when we let go of thinking we, all, we have it all figured out. When, when vision becomes hyper-focused in this way, and if attachment to being right supersedes all else, then we see the shadow of Gemini emerge. And this can be manipulation, self-absorption, and deceit, all these stereotypical negative traits that we apply to Gemini. All of those, of course, show up because Geminis can often hold tightly to doing it only their way. And then we have the flip side of the shadow coin where we, the Gemini is not hyper-focused but actually sees so many options that they become exhausted and they be enticed by the next more awesome possibility. The grass is always greener. That can be a Gemini shadow as well. Geminis can be totally non-committal, keeping all their options open. Either way, the focus is on the self being right or non-committal. Both perspectives 
our visions from a selfish place. And in truth, Geminis are here to learn not by having all the answers. They're really here to discover the openness and receptivity that leads to the balance and freedom and right use of the mind. So to practice saying, I don't know, and to really listen more than they talk, observing and understanding the transformative power of communication and both the gifts and limitations of the mind. In this way, they become masters of thinking rather than slaves to this powerful tool. That's Gemini. And after we focus on the mind, we are ready to focus on the heart. Enter Cancer. So the purpose of the Cancer journey is to dive inward into the world of emotions, feelings, and connection. The truth, of course, is that though unseen to the logical eye, these, this world, this emotional world, is no less real or helpful on life's journey because logic can take us only so far. We know that the logical mind is great for certain tasks, organizing, scheduling, planning, but for bigger questions like purpose, love, and truth, we must access another information center. We must dive inward to find the answers we seek. So cancer is the arch archetypal mother, healer, and nurturer of the zodiac. And cancer's sons are really learning what it's like to connect to their emotional intelligence and then utilize this wisdom to feel their way through the world endowed with gifts like introspection, empathy, sensitivity, perceptivity, cancer sons are asked to connect to the river of feeling that flows through each of us, allowing its wisdom to reveal and embrace the true art of caring for themselves and for others. Now navigated correctly, there is a sense of healthy separation where there is a centered feeling, a groundedness. In, in other words, they touch the river of emotion, but they stay connected to the earth to resist being swept away completely. So they're asked to create inner intimacy, to feel their feelings, yes, but at the same time evoke enough detachment to learn from them. Because if there is imbalance, there can be an overwhelm of emotion where the cancer sun may drown in the river of feeling, unable to distinguish or properly use the gift of feeling. So this same principle can be applied to connecting with others as well. So they are being asked to develop healthy separation where I am separate from you. This is their curriculum when they learn to nurture, to develop healthy boundaries with themselves emotionally and with others. So to obtain this learning, often cancers will manifest plenty of people and situations to practice this. So they may experience many people that they must take care of. 
So like the crab that represents the sign of cancer, they are here to develop a shell. And if you think about what that means, a crab is soft on the inside, and it really is formless without the outer shell. It's the shell that gives them form. This is a good metaphor for the cancer sun. Because to be balanced, cancers are asked to define the edges of who they are and be conscious of how they give and receive and how they use the energy that they are so sensitive to. This is me, separate, and this is you. This is the quest of the Cancer Sun, to traverse the delicate balance between nurturing and codependency, between real empathy and enmeshment, using the gifts of feeling to help them. Yet it is very, very easy for the Cancer Sun, almost unconscious I would say, for them to lose themselves in another person's energy. And when they do, they can blur the edges of self where they then lose themselves completely. In other words, giving so much that they lose who they are. And this is falling into the shadow of the sign where they might be feeling exhausted or depleted or moody or depressed or lost. So while the journey is about tapping into the gift, the wisdom and energy of feelings, they must do so with enough boundaries in place to channel this energy effectively. Only then can they find the true connection that they are really here to claim. And then when they find this balance, they realize that they have plenty to give and then they can be the true nurturers that they are meant to be. So after all this deep introspective work of cancer, it is time to express the self outward again. It's time to shine, re renewed, refreshed, and vital. Now, ruled by the actual sun, so Leo, all signs are, are ruled by specific planets. Leo is no exception. Leo is ruled by the sun. So they really are the lights of the zodiac. So the purpose of the Leo experience and journey is to embrace creativity as a real force of self-expression and then to radiate out for the world to see, leading and inspiring others to do the same. Leos are here to bring light to dark places, reminding us that fun is a vital part of living a meaningful life. We are here to enjoy and have fun. And that is so easy to forget, the Leos remind us that. With resources of creativity and artistry and a unique style, the Leo journey is really to get noticed in some way, to be seen, to shine, to be, to be applauded for, for their authentic and truly original way of being. And if you know any Leos, you know what I'm saying. If you are one, you, you know what I'm saying too, because they are noticed. Leos love to express themselves through clothes, through hairstyles, through accessories, exper experimenting with all kinds of looks, creating and recreating their outer appearance to reflect this inner radiance. And 
Leos are meant to express through art, through dance, through writing, singing. They do seek the limelight. Yet, you know, this, this might seem like an easy contract, but being seen, acclaim, applause are heady things and have the ability to solidify our egos to grand proportions. So the true objective of a Leo son is to move through this journey of expression while staying grounded in authenticity. In other words, they must resist the urge to define the self based on the expectations and anticipations of others. Because if applause becomes the basis of self-worth and when being seen becomes more important than genuine creative expression, then the lion has sold authenticity for empty fame. Their light is then eclipsed by outside expectations and assumptions, revealing the dark shadow cast upon the Leo sun. Because the Leo thrives on appreciation and esteem. But if that becomes the primary focus, if a claim becomes more important than expression, then the Leos can become demanding, dramatic, self-absorbed, narcissistic even, attempting to fuel an empty self. So the truth is, no amount of external validation can light an empty sun. The sun must be lit from within. And so must a Leo. They are called to harness the power of expression that they have been so endowed with. And they are here to gift it to the world, shining it outward for all to see. But to do that effectively, they must stay grounded in the lightness, the joy, the spark of creativity and passion that they have rather than fall into the need for validation, applause, or external approval. In other words, they need to walk the talk to be the leaders that they are really meant to be. Okay, moving on to Virgo. I'm doing well here. I'm keeping it concise. I'm so impressed. <laughs> After the outward self-expression and vital energy of Leo, it is really time to give back. This is the purpose of Virgo. Understanding and embracing what it means to be truly of service, wanting to help, wanting to, to make things better. This is Virgo terrain. So what this means, of course, is to learn these things, to be able to express this energy. The curriculum that they will experience will manifest plenty of things to be responsible for. Now, seasonally, the sun is in Virgo in late August and September, August 23rd to September 22nd. This is harvest time. And this really reflects the giving nature of Virgo. So to accomplish their purpose, Virgos are gifted with the ability to see what needs improvement and then seek ways to make things better, which is the definition of service, to make things better. So to many of us on the outside that don't understand this energy exactly, this might look like nitpicky or perfectionistic behavior. 
And it's actually an accurate assessment because Virgos are always on the lookout, focusing on what needs enhancement, what systems are not working, what structure needs improvement. Whether it be the optimum functioning of an external organization or the optimum functioning of physical health, which is an internal organization, and health is absolutely attributed and associated with the sign of Virgo. Either way, it is the high destiny of Virgo to improve their world in some real way. Rational, practical, analytical, intelligent, and detail-oriented, Virgos have the capacity to get things done. They see what needs fixing, they figure out a plan, they make a list of tasks, they accomplish those tasks, and then they move on to the next project, wondering why we non-Virgos are so unproductive. It's true, if you know a Virgo, they get stuff done. To truly serve, however, takes a lot of energy, and that energy is forged in the fire of clarity, awareness, humility, and compassion. Traits the Virgos among us are here to claim. So they are here to become very clear about how much energy they have and where that energy is going. In other words, is what they are serving, serving them? Because the discerning nature of the Virgo sun can easily turn critical and judgmental, revealing the shadow of the sign. This can happen outward and inward. Sometimes their constant outward assessment and need to help turns a blind eye to their own needs and they become hyper-focused or over-responsible on the needs of everyone else. Thus, they must remember to balance giving and receiving. They cannot serve if they do not have the energy to do so. They also lose power when assessment turned inward, because Virgos can be very self-critical, striving for perfection, creating an exhausting cycle of not enough and zapping any energy reserves. This perception of a flawed self can add to the Virgo habit of trying to serve everyone else in the hopes it will somehow make them feel good enough. These cycles can cause burnout, both mentally and physically, and then the shadow of Virgo is revealed. Humility is a Virgo trait and one they are here to learn. But true humility is about evoking compassion, accepting the self, shadow and light, good and bad. It is not necessarily about downplaying the self, but more about being honest and accountable about the self. This doesn't mean that Virgos can improve, because we know that Virgos cannot stop that need. They are always going to look for something to be made better. They just have to find the balance with that. And rather than accepting the self when they are improved, they must first accept the self and then improve. 
When they do this, they can tap into a wellspring of inner energy that can help them sustain their good work in the real world. When the Virgo is able to accept who they are as the perfectly imperfect beings that they are, then they are revealed the very perfection that they have sought all along. Up until now, the, the learning of the mandala has been in relationship to the self to a large extent. But with Libra, the seventh sign, we enter the terrain of relationships. So the purpose of Libra energy is really to learn about the self through the lens of relationships of all kinds. Negotiating the gray area of truth to create a sense of balance and peace in the midst of difference. The curriculum for Libras then means they will get the best life lessons in the company of others and while navigating the concept of commitment. So what it means to be committed to the process of learning with another. Libras are blessed with gifts of relating, cooperation, diplomacy, and innate social grace. And their natural tendency is to experience many different types of relationships. So the terrain is relationships. Some are going to be more complicated than others. And they're experiencing relationships to be able to realize these gifts and then ultimately use those gifts to achieve a sense of peace. In fact, the Libran highly aesthetic and appreciation of all things beautiful aspect reflects this attraction to peace and harmony as well. The truth, though, is that peace is not achieved in the surface rearrangement of chaos, but waiting in the depths to find the middle ground. In other words, life is terrifically messy and complex, and relationships are a perfect reflection of that fact. And some of the very best work we can do on ourselves is when we embrace and courageously lean into and learn from this complexity. When Libras commit to this kind of work, when they invest their energy to form deep bonds, staying present, embracing learning above all else, and then acting on what they have learned, then they have the capacity to find the harmony that they so seek. And this is high Libra terrain. Yet, this desire for harmony tends to make Libras instinctively shy away from conflict. Honestly, this can happen because they can see the validity of each argument on either side. And they are amazing diplomats and mediators for this reason. They see both sides. The quest for peace, however, can become problematic when the fear of upsetting another causes them to edit their own truth, falling into the trap of codependency, defining themselves through the lens of what others expect. Succumbing to the disease to please is shadow Libra terrain because peace is not found through self-sacrifice. 
attempting peace in this way bypasses conflict, and it is a pseudo-kind of false peace. When their quest for harmony becomes imbalanced, denial can emerge, and they can find themselves in unhealthy and dysfunctional relationships, staying rather than risk the chaos of leaving or change. Additionally, when the need for peace overtakes the need for truth, Libras can shy away from their own inner mess. I don't want to look at it. Denying it within and then projecting it outward on everyone and everything else. Of course, the other side of the shadow can also emerge where they don't stay and in fact they run, fleeing rather than facing any semblance of discord. So projection, codependency, enabling, inability to make a decision or commit are all aspects of the Libra in shadow. So owning projection and opening the space for life to be messy is important for Libra learning. And when they consciously welcome discord or imbalance rather than run from it, and they can use it as a tool for self-reflection, when they stay present to catch the nuances of upset before it becomes a giant shitstorm and work through it, embracing their truth, and when they courageously commit to relationships, showing up to do the real work of partnership, claiming their part, yet working toward the whole, standing up for themselves while supporting the other, saying no when they need to, when they do these things, then they can find the harmony and peace that they so desire. And it is through leaning into the music of chaos, that they can transform it into the symphony of truth, creating the harmony they so seek. After the exploration of commitment in Libra, we are asked to take that learning to a whole new level. Now, the aim of the Scorpio sun is to quite simply make the unconscious conscious, to take a walk through the shadow and emerge with the light of wisdom. Scorpio terrain is anything that opens us up, makes us vulnerable, and offers us a doorway to our interior world. Any experiences that create an entryway into the shadow and to realize the true root of our own power, that's Scorpio. So with Scorpio, we are called to go much deeper, out of the terrain of simply relating and learning, and into the learning of real intimacy to really explore how we give and receive power and how we employ that power in the real world. So often when I work with Scorpio energy, I think about what that word intimacy really means, which is, into me I see. So understanding Scorpio energy is becoming a master at the dance of projection and integration to harness the power of creation. So when I look at you, I see my shadow, both light and dark. You are my mirror, showing me what I most need to love, accept, and integrate into my wholeness. And if you want to know more about that deep work of integration and shadow work, I did a show on it, Projection and Integration. Check it out. You'll see. Um, This is Scorpio Terrain. The intensity and perceptivity and persistence and courageous energy and deeply penetrating gifts of introspection 
really allow Scorpios to walk through the unseen parts of our psyche and then make it sacred. In doing so, really becoming a clear channel in which to express their innate animating force and desires. Scorpios are playing with the archetypal energy of psychologists, shamans, detectives. And in Greek mythology, anyone who was anyone had to walk through Hades first. They had to walk through hell. Why was this? Well, because intensity breeds wisdom. It takes great pressure, heat, and tension to make a diamond. So it is embracing the shadow that we are really able to find wisdom that we didn't know we had. And this deep friction is often the terrain for Scorpio because it is through intensity in which they learn the lessons that they are here to learn. So Scorpios tend to be an, an intense bunch and they tend to have intense things happen in their life. The high destiny of this learning means that they hang on and devote themselves to life, relationship, causes, traditions, surrendering this ego need to control and allowing the experience to transcend preconceived limits, creating a space for truths that they have yet to find. Scorpios are the excavators of the shadow. They put on their boots and they muck around in the places we have been taught to fear. Navigated with consciousness, they can really learn about intention and the right use of power and healing and the gift of wholeness. But if fear overwhelms the Scorpio, if the old stories haunt them, if the shadow overwhelms them, they can fall into behavior that utilizes an ego use of power, which tries to control or manage outcome. So this is where the stereotypical manipulation, controlled, even vicious side of Scorpio can emerge as they desperately lash out, trying to find some semblance of control in a world that they know on some level they have no control in at all. So conquering fear means becoming an expert in surrender, letting go of stories they have carried, owning projections, healing old wounds, surrendering to what is rather than what their egos want it to be. When this is done effectively, the Scorpios among us can tap into a bigger, more expansive and more powerful energy than they in their ego limits of control could ever believe was possible. Then they can become clear channels of this energy, seeing through the facade of fear and inspiring others to do the same. Now using the wisdom forged in Scorpio, Sagittarius sons are learning to define a truth for themselves. So in other words, they are here to make some meaning of this thing called life. Like the archer, the sign represents. The arrow indicates the culmination of ideas and experiences into a concise philosophy of beliefs, taking clear aim to define a personal truth.
So these are the archetypal philosophers and gypsies and teachers of the zodiac. The Sagittarian goal is to weave together the threads of experience and learning, logical, experiential, intuitive, to weave a tapestry of meaning. So gifted with natural charisma and enthusiasm and faith and a sense of adventure and optimism gives Sagittarius sons the necessary tools to explore the world and thus find what they really believe, what is true for them. So the Sagittarian terrain is often one of a seeker, traveling to distant lands, either figuratively through expansive study or in reality through actual travel and exploring different places, people, and culture. Either way, Sagittarians are meant to experience their learning and then sort through the life lessons, consolidating their ideas into a semblance of meaning. Yet, this innate fire to explore and expand must be channeled in a balanced way because too much forward extension, too much faith, too much trust can blind the Sagittarius to very real dangers in life, which would reveal a shadow element of the sign. Additionally, in this constant cycle of teach and then learn and then really teach, they are asked to create the very pathways and philosophies for others to embrace. And being an open channel of receptivity is vital for the Sagittarius Sun because with stagnation, beliefs and ideas become etched with stasis and then truth can become dogmatic and arbitrary and obstinate and even arrogant. For ideals without fluidity risk becoming stagnant, confining, and quite frankly dangerous, which are other aspects of the Sagittarian shadow. There have been many atrocities committed throughout history because people could not or decided not to question beliefs that they were taught. Indoctrination and dogma can be dangerous things. So the challenge for the Sagittarius Sun is to allow their beliefs and ideals to lead them, inspiring them to find a sense of meaning, yet never fully defining or confining who they are. So Sagittarian truth is a fine balance of concise direction with room to expand and grow, inspiring us all to find meaning along with them. So after we discover what it all means, we are now asked to put it into practice. And then we reemerge into the real world in the sign of Capricorn. So these are the archetypal fathers of the zodiac. Capricorns are discovering what it means to create something solid and purposeful in the world, to reflect their beliefs and work they do. No other sign enjoys accomplishing work more. The innate need of the Capricorn Sun for solitude and personal distance, which is very real, enables them to pull inward and to really find personal meaning and then contemplate their authentic path forward from this place. 
The sign itself is represented by the sea goat, which is a goat with a fish's tail. And this is symbolic of the dance between the world of energy, what we think, feel, and believe, and how that relates to the physical world. Thus, Capricorn energy is all about animating patience and practicality and discipline and competency to align what they believe and what they do. Their iron will and determination enables them to push forward, tenaciously moving toward the end, but not ignoring the means. So integrity is a critical thing for the Capricorn Sun. The high destiny of the Capricorn journey, then, is the realization that the path is just as important as the destination. In this way, the destination is the journey itself. So to approach life in such a way means Capricorn sons are asked to develop a certain amount of maturity and structure and endurance. I liken Capricorn work to inner child work. Because to truly grow and move forward in the real world, we need to summon that inner parent to align us with the path of growth and evolution rather than that of habit and proclivity. We so often feel the gravity of habit pulling us back, and to grow we must choose that new road forward over and over again, having the discipline to do it. That is Capricorn terrain. So Capricorns must seek the road of integrity, where purpose is aligned with meaning, where energy is merged with intent. Because without this union, Capricorns can fall into drudgery, pessimism, cut off from inspiration, and creating a life devoid of real meaning, which are all reflections of the shadow of the sign. So establishing something tangible and making it work is paramount to the Capricorn Sun. But if this becomes imbalanced, there can be too much focus on the end, evoking workaholic behavior, overbearing tendencies, or ruthless and even tyrannical behavior. Work then, something that is part of their journey, must be an extension of their inner world a union of clear intent and form, and a way to synthesize their inner world externally. Rather than their work or behavior, attempting to define or fill an inadequacy they feel inside. In other words, they must allow their purpose to emerge from the inside out, not the outside in. So where Capricorn is all about structure, Aquarius energy begins to move us up and out of form and into freedom. So what does it mean to be free in a world of conformity? That is an Aquarius question. And their life journey will reflect this as they experience situations and people that push them to explore and claim all sides of the freedom equation. Gifted with out-of-the-box, innovative thinking, Aquarians are the visionaries, inventors, and rebels of the zodiac. Rather than focus primarily on where they are, they ask themselves where they, where we all, could be. We have to first 
have a dream before we can have a dream come true after all. And Aquarians are here to dream. Aquarians can see possibilities and expansion where other people see narrow restriction. So the Aquarian path, then, is lined with plenty of opportunities to claim real authenticity, often doing so by bumping up against the confines of society. And Aquarians demand accountability in themselves and others. Their gift of honesty and truth-saying assists with that. They are, after all, seekers of a more divine ideal, above the right and wrong of the world of form. So like all free thinkers and innovators, they must experience all sides of the acceptance equation. And to really claim freedom, one must be thrown from the nest, which is not necessarily an easy or pleasant experience, but you learn a lot from it. So being exiles, feeling a sense of loneliness, challenges the Aquarians to really claim who they are separate from what others think they should be. So feeling different or being different is a trait for the Aquarius sun mm -hmm. because they are such a challenge to the status quo of society. Aquarians are easy targets for persecution and alienation something that they actually may have to wrestle with. And if this energy overwhelms them, breaking their spirit rather than inspiring their expression, they can easily fall into the shadow of the sign where they let go of their individuality and conform, causing bleak detachment from authenticity and creating coldness, bitterness, resentment, and lackluster resignation. Of course, the pendulum can also swing to the other side of the coin, where rather than conform, the Aquarians can rebel just to rebel, maybe becoming a rebel with no clear intent. You say black, I say white. In each case, there is a loss of inner connection to authenticity and then the ability to clearly assert it. So the truth is, it takes courage to stand up and be different and abide a path outside the norm. It takes courage to walk the road less traveled and be authentically who you are. It takes courage to detach from others' judgments and live a life aligned with your soul's whispers. Yet, it is in doing so that the Aquarians find who they really are meant to be. And then it is like their tribe appears out of nowhere and they are no longer the exiled. Like the story of the ugly duckling who must first risk being different and then exiled only to find the inner truth and worthiness recognizing it was a swan all along. And after that recognition, finding the other swans to be part of the tribe. So the final sign of the mandala, Pisces, is represented by two fish attached at the tail swimming in opposite directions. And this really represents the Piscean journey that must navigate the space between the world of form and imagination. How we want to merge and connect with something bigger, yet we feel the very real pull of ego. The dance between surrender and resistance. So Pisces are the archetypal mystics and dreamers of the zodiac. 
as they look for meaning in the mystery that is all around us. We need the Pisces sun to remind us that there is just as much out there that we cannot necessarily see, yet it is just as real. Piscean terrain, then, is where form and illusion can coexist. In essence, it is consciousness itself. It, it is what is revealed when the self watches the self. Who is that witness? That is what Pisces are here to discover and then reveal to all of us. So creating a sense of awareness and mindfulness and the ability to see beyond what the eyes can see is all part of Piscean terrain. And their creativity and compassion and depth of awareness and imagination and intuitive ability helps them traverse the terrain of the unseen. Yet to access this place means that Piscean terrain will often create experiences in, what, in which they must surrender or let go. Remembering that to truly let go means we are creating the space for something new to emerge. So the terrain might look like needing to let go of, of who they think they are, to open them up to a whole way of being, letting go of their ego stories <laughs> to find something more. Remembering that letting go means they are creating space for something new to emerge. Perhaps letting go of what they think they know to open to a whole new way of seeing things. Letting go of their ego stories to find something more. Now often this is done because Pisces are drawn to spiritual practice or exploration. And this helps the Piscean desire to understand the illusion of this experience we call life and then how to release it in some way, all the while keeping one foot on earth and the other fin in heaven. This dance is not easy. And when the sensitive, hopeful nature of Pisces goes up against fear or the depravity and heaviness of the world of form, it can create an imbalance causing them to want to run or escape in destructive ways. And this can show up as addiction, where perhaps they totally check out of the world as they try to avoid the pain or fear they're experiencing. Piscean can also become imbalanced the other way, succumbing to the heaviness of form, escaping into spiritual bypassing. The ego loves nothing more than to appear spiritual after all. So Pisces terrain takes real strength and commitment to truth, a reason they are gifted with the ability to connect to something larger, because they are called to dance between two worlds. Yet, they must clearly work on their own demons before they can be clear channels of this divine source. They are called to release enough of their own story to become the beacons of hope and faith and healing that they are meant to be. To try and skip this step, of course, creates an empty, even destructive truth, where they connect to something that looks very much like divinity, but is much more like ego. It is in surrender. It is in the work of releasing and letting go that they find what they seek. 
healing and bridging the gap of form and illusion, tapping into an endless river of divine energy to fuel them forward. Only then can the Pisces sons among us serve with the compassion and inspire with the light of unconditional love, stirring and supporting us all to do the same. So we have made it around the mandala, all 12 signs. I hope that you have listened and connected and perhaps resonated with your specific sun sign, as well as perhaps picked up some new tools or some new inspiration to help you on your journey forward. As always, if you would like more information about how astrology works in your life, because Truthfully, we have all of these signs. We have all of these different energies working in our life. And it can be incredibly empowering and inspiring to really understand just where and how these different energies are showing up. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to my website, www.alekasky.com. If you have show ideas, if you have questions, if you have feedback, you know I so love hearing from you. I do want to announce that I am going to be going on vacation for a few weeks. I'm not sure if I'm going to get another podcast out before I leave, but you can be sure that I will be working on all kinds of different show ideas. I have so many in the works and perhaps using that downtime to really allow myself to move forward with some of those ideas. As always, I want to thank you. My deepest, deepest gratitude for listening. And until next time, Take care. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.